Welcome to Strip It Back, the podcast which helps to simplify life and live in the moment with Joanne Panetta and Renee Talia. Hello and welcome back to Strip It Back for another episode. Hey Joanne, how are you? Feeling good today. I'm sitting outside and it's a bit fresh and uh, yeah, just enjoying a little bit of nature. How are you? I'm really well. Um, Went for a walk this morning, feeling great. And we have another epic guest for our listeners today. So I'm going to let you introduce the man of the moment. I know. How exciting. We have a man on the podcast. Talk about embracing your inner masculine. It doesn't get more masculine than Mr. Ross Sang. How are you? Not bad, thank you. Good. We're so thrilled to have you on the podcast and thank you for being the brave gentleman that stepped up to the plate and said, yeah, yeah, I'll be the first bloke on Strip It Back. I'm up for the challenge. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Really, really good. Well, Renee and I are stoked to find out a little bit more about your journey and to take the conversation, um, yeah, as we always do from a really authentic space. We haven't really got a lot of notes or information so yeah speak from the heart and uh let's enjoy the conversation i say cool yes yeah all right let's start off with um russ just to give people a little inkling of how you and joanne met that would be a good place to start (laughs) (laughs) um so um i was at a festival down in down Geelong way at um, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, I think it's down the green or something. And um, I had a few drinks. And, Just a um, few? I had a few drinks. I was, I was, I was very merry and um, uh, went over to the, the Portaloos and um, uh, saw uh, a very cute little girl there and, um, and uh, went over and uh, asked about the... Um, the procedure for the pink versus the blue toilets, um, and because uh, I was a little bit confused, and uh, was looking, it was probably just an in to be honest, um, and uh, yeah, basically asked her how her day was, and then eventually asked for her number. Um, ah, yeah. so what we're getting here is he chatted you up. He did. He did a very good job. Yes, uh, Ross. Ross was quite brave and bold and came up to me. I think I was actually with my friend Jane and we were covered in dirt because it was one of those disgustingly hot days and we were very full of summers beside her. And I was just kind of like, oh, I, I, I think he's trying to chat me up. I, I reckon that's what's happening here. So, yeah, Ross and I, um, we dated for a little while and uh, we had a wonderful time together and we've mm. remained pretty fabulous friends. Um, I think we kind of break all the rules when it comes to, you know, what do you do as an adult? Like you can't possibly be friends with someone you dated, right? Mm. No, it's been really cool, but it's, it's been a very, um, very nice transition into um, a really, really amazing friendship. Now I think, um, look, obviously things didn't work out between us because I think it, look, it wasn't, we weren't the, we weren't our ones, I suppose. Um, and, uh, but we found obviously there was something quite special between, um, uh, in our relationship that, um, we both wanted to keep. So, um, quite mutually decided that, um, really, really just wanted to transition into, to being really good friends. So yeah. it's, um, it's been really nice. 
He's a beautiful man and I'm eternally grateful to have um, such a special friend in my life. And um, I think we often refer to the sign of people come into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. I think, Renee, you're the one who might have, you know, brought that little quote up. And you certainly um, are all three of those, Ross. So thank you for being such a wonderful friend. Thank you. Yeah, how good. So then that led me to uh, meet you in that form and, and crush your birthday. I think that was the last time we saw each other. So Yeah, <laughs> that, was a, that was a big night as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, all right. So, Ross, to give our listeners more of an of a inkling on what you do, are there three words that maybe you could give us that describe you as a person? Um... Uh, information, mm-hmm. um, correctness, and um, uh, I guess science. Really, I, I can see Joanne nodding. Which one yeah. would you like him to unpack? And what are you going <laughs> to? I don't know. Did you say correctness or directness? Uh, correctness. I think my directness <laughs> is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> probably directness as well. That, that could probably go as well um, if I could have four. But um, yeah, no, I'm I'm going to say science because I think that's the um, the one word that I, I know certainly getting to know you has been probably a little bit of a challenge for me. It's a world that I don't quite get, and you've certainly opened my mind to it. And um, when you think about a you know a podcast about stripping it back and life and whatever and mindfulness. I don't really think of science. So please elaborate, Ross. Why, why would you use the word science to describe yourself? Um, I, I think, look, I, I think in primary school, I, I, my, one of the first assignments I can never remember was me dressing up as a scientist um, and doing the vinegar and, and um, baking soda experiment um, in grade three or something like that. Um, and so I, I guess I had a, a, a love for and, and uh, interest in um, just wanting to know how things worked and and um, just continually sort of looking into stuff. I went into um, uh, engineering, electrical engineering, and then um, and have sort of kept. I mean, I work as a project manager now, but um, in an engineering field. Um, but yeah, I'm always sort of looking at the how things work um, and why things are, and wanting to know exactly. I, I don't sort of. Um, I think it just is, is not something I would ever say, like in my life, in, in any um, facet of it. It just is, doesn't, doesn't fit with me at all. Um, so, yeah, I think part of, part of my, I guess, uh, my experience, my journey um, into this sort of stuff, and, and forgive me if uh, some of the terminology I use for it seems derogatory, but it's not. It's, it's, I, I, I use it with... Um, with uh, um, a lot of um, a warmth. So if I call it woo-woo, it is, it's, it's coming from a nice place. Or herbalism. <laughs> Actually, herbalism, is, you made that word. Like, Isn't that you, Renee? Aren't you herbal? <laughs> yeah, Ross, you love right. You did give me a name. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think um, look, herbalism, uh, or herbal, just it's all a very herbal it, look, it's not quite. Uh, I think herbal is like a step down from woo woo. So woo woo is the is the. Um, I'm not on board with the with with crystals. 
I'm not on board with them. I think they're beautiful things that, that um, have, have taken millions of years to, and billions in some cases to come together and they're wonderful and, and beautiful. But um, uh, so, some, some regions of Wu Wu, it's, it's beyond my... And not to say that I completely disagree and, and say it's in, impossible that anything um, could be... Because I am still quite open-minded to um, um, areas of science that we don't actually know anything about um, or haven't been... Haven't been um, investigated well enough. So um, I think herbalism or herb, herbality, herb, herbalness, <laughs> <laughs> um, is a step down from woo-woo and it's, it's, the, it's the bit that um, I guess I felt comfortable embracing. Um, and that, that is a, it's a, it's a quite an a, um, umbrella term of, of a lot of um, deliberate self-care things. Mm. So, yeah. So would you say that, um, Joanne, then, what name did you get? Would you call me, Ross? Um, I, think, I think I put you in the same bag. I think you were herbal as well. Okay, great. So it, will we say that this herbal <laughs> world was opened up for you a little extra in your friendship? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, definitely. Okay, so what part have you been embracing in your own life and what changes have you noticed for yourself? Um, I think with um, sort of Joanne was uh, sort of broached some of these topics to me and, and the idea of even things like yoga. And um, I sort of, for, for a good while, probably scoffed at it and said, no, that's not for me. I, I go to the gym five days a week and um, I I have muscles. And, I don't do yoga. Exactly. I have muscles. I'm a man. Yes. Yeah. I mean, cardio is basically yoga, that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, I, I didn't, I wasn't really, I guess, accepting or ready for that sort of thing. I hadn't, hadn't um, embraced it at all. Um, but I think um, somewhere along the line, I, look, I, I think, as I said, I don't, um, I'm quite open-minded about, about things that I don't know about. And so if somebody um, presents something to me, I often will go away, think about it and see what I can learn about it um by myself in isolation um i won't i generally i'm the guy that will always google it um and so uh, look joanne's probably would have raised many many things along the way um about mindfulness and things like that and i think so one of the one of the first things one of the first steps i took was i i said well okay if i'm if i'm going to start looking into this sort of stuff i want to want to understand the, the science of mindfulness so i was actually listening to a bit of um um I think, actually, I think I was listening to Alan Watts um, prior to um, prior to Joanne, actually. So I think I possibly might have been taking um, my own sort of organic steps towards a little bit of uh, mindfulness, um, even prior to meeting Joanne. Um, and he's uh, very, um, I'd say it's almost like a glib approach to uh, our experience of consciousness is um was really really uh so foreign to me that um i had to learn more about it because he he was basically saying you know the world that we sort of walk around live in and experience every day isn't um isn't just how we experience it it's it's beyond our um 
our senses. Our senses are a an input, basically, and those input are changed by the way that um, our brains are working and our mind and our physical body is working at the time. So, um, yeah, he, he was he's like if you listen to him, he's, he seems very glib in his approach to to just saying, well, what you see is not, you know, at a, at a very basic level of saying, what you see is what you experience. Um, but what somebody else sees is what they experience, and that can be a completely different thing, um, even though you're standing next to each other looking at the same thing. Mm. Um, so it was re- that, that was a big sort of, sort of a, I guess, a kick in the pants to say, hey, you know, all, this, all these things that you know for sure and how right you are and correct and always, um, that's not always going to be the case. And it will be the case in some ways, but in a perception. So, yeah. So it was a bit of a kick in the pants, his, his um, sort of, uh, I guess, speakings. Um, and uh, after that, I think I started listening to um, uh, Jordan Peterson um, and his 12 Rules for Life. Um, I know he gets a bad rap. Um, uh, he's, he's, he's not liked by a large group of people. I think um, he's uh, the... I guess the extreme left or the strong left um, of society sort of feel that he, um, because I think he pushed back against the formalized, uh, uh, the legal making, basically making it illegal to, to, um, to call people by, or no, basically having the, 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 the free speech or um, his ability to choose pronouns for people um, based on how, what he thought they were um, that was being mandated by law that was being put forward and mandated by law in Canada. Um, and he pushed back against that, not because he doesn't has a problem with, um, with uh, um, intersex people, LGBTQI people. Um, but uh, look, that's probably an argument that yeah, a lot of people listening are going to say, well, that, that he's a very well-known guy and he's, he's um, a lot of people have opinions on him, but what he did do is, um, uh, sort of present the a little bit of the science behind um, uh, mindfulness and um, uh, there's a, a good really cool section about um, crustaceans lobsters and um, the effects of serotonin in um, in lobsters and uh, I've in my previous lives uh, have experienced a bit of um, uh, carefree overuse of my serotonin gland um and uh so yeah he he sort of he sort of um got me into this science a bit of that of um mindfulness and and this sort of thinking and then from there i went um and found a book called um i think it's actually one of the great courses um it's an audible great course and it's um called the science of mindfulness um and that was really cool i think it's like 16 hours um and it's very, very cool. Um, and it got me a lot more into meditation. Um, and that was, that was really when things started to change, I think. Mm. I, I think it. what I like the most about it is, is that everything you've said there, like from the very beginning, it was like, 
when I'm exposed to something new, I have to find out how that works for me and make sense of it in your way. And you then, like you said, you went and Googled it and you started, I guess, this inquiry process or this journey into it making sense for you. And it comes back to your three words, like, you know, things and, you know, we muck around and say, I'm Ross saying, and I'm smart and I know things like, and that's, that's you. Like you like to find out the information behind it. Mm. So in order for everything that I was presenting to you to make sense, it had to make sense to you, which is really cool. And I love that you then went on this kind of down this rabbit hole and inquired into all of these, um, I guess, experts that resonate with you and your understanding of that to then get you to the point of where you are today. I think yeah. that's really cool. And the teacher in me is like, oh, look at him being an inquirer and we've, we've posed an idea and he's gone and, you know, used all these critical and creative thinking skills to get the answer and have it make sense. So yeah. I, I absolutely love it. So, you know, wh what made you want to come on, I guess, to strip it back and what is it that you wanted to share with people or I guess what message is it that you have maybe for people who are listening that, you know, could bring a point of difference than what Renee and I could share? Um, I, look, I think that, look, uh, coming from a place where it's almost a complete rejection of this, this sort of uh, herbalism, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, where I would say, you know, well, I wasn't really into meditation. I wouldn't, I wasn't taking deliberate time for myself, aside from gym, um, which was, which I really did find at a certain stage of my life, it was a, was a, 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 an amazing thing and it really, really suited me. Um, but I found it really difficult in other times um, to have that be, I guess, that, um, uh, that, that self-care, um, mental self-care portion that I, that I was requiring. Um, so I actually, I went through a, um, a pretty, pretty crazy time in 2015 that, um, that, if I had been better armed with, um, with I guess, the skill set that I have today, um, I think I would be, I would have been, I would have, would have been able to handle it a lot better. Um, it wouldn't have been such a uh, a painful experience, and um, life could be a little bit different than it is um, today. But um, not not to say that you know I'm not not happy with where I am today. I'm, I'm in a good place and um, very happy, and uh, um, yeah, life's life's quite good aside from this whole coronavirus isolation thing. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I think maybe helping those people that are a little bit hesitant to understand, uh, to embrace this sort of thing. Um, coming from a person that is, that I guess has transitioned from, from the, um, the other side of the, uh, the fence saying, this is all silly, it's all rubbish. Um, it's a waste of time. So how does it make you feel actually um, allowing that space now? And have you got a practice of meditation that you would say you do formally daily? Or is it more just about picking on mindful moments in your day? Um, I, look, I, I think I do have some formal things. Um, I've, got a, I've got a reminder in my phone that sometimes I find annoying, but uh, despite it, um, sometimes be annoying. It's it always I I leave it on and it's just a reminder that pops up. And I think it pops up at about nine o'clock every night, um, and it just says how are you feeling today, mm. and um, it's it's it pops up and it's like I mean we all every time we our phones ring we're always so attached to them. Um, some of us are more than others. Um, I have to admit I'm probably a little bit too phone focused, but um, yeah, every time the phone 
buzzes or pings or anything like that, I'll pick it up and have a look. So, and often it's, um, it'll be that little note to myself asking me that question, how you're feeling. And I um, love that. I don't think yeah. I love, I've had like being saying time to meditate, but I love that you've got a question in there to say, Hey, check in. Mm. How are you feeling right now? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, it, and I think it came, I think I set it up a, a, a good while ago um, and I think I'm, I've, there's been certain times I've turned it off but other times I've just turned it back on again and and um, just when I have my moment of, yep, this is a period of time where I, I do need to be a little bit more conscious about what I'm, how I'm feeling and particularly with, um, <clears throat> with uh, this uh, isolation and coronavirus stuff going on, I think it's most most very, very important um, to uh, to sort of stop and have a think about how you're feeling because um, I found myself the other day watching too much news and actually getting a little bit worked up over it and thinking about what's going to happen in the next six months, six months, where am I going to be? How is my career going to change? Was that a bit of a, um, uh, a bit of a point of change um, just before this happened? And uh, unfortunately that's been quashed. So, uh, yeah, but mm-hmm. things are okay. Yeah. And um, how are you coping with that? You know, this word change, right? Obviously, we've got a, a lot of changes happening. And I know that you've touched on it briefly with me in our conversations about, say, a change in career. But when these big things come up, uh, change in career, change in relationship, change in finances, I guess, change in lifestyle, like, what are some of the strategies that you use um, other than, I guess, you've got your mindfulness in your gym. Is there anything else that you turn to in order to support you through that change? Yeah. So I, um, I, well, prior to the isolation, a little bit now as well, not, not as much as I, as, as I'd like. Um, I've uh, been doing yoga um, and um, Joanne actually uh, introduced the yoga to me um, at I think it was, it was well. It was my birthday. My birthday present last year, my fortieth. Um, she gave me a um, a yoga mat and a towel, which is um, very, very. Uh, I'm very glad that she gave me a towel for that as well, because I do <laughs> tend, to, <laughs> I do tend to uh, uh, sweat a lot. Um, uh, not in Bikram yoga, just in the standard yoga. Um, so it's um, very welcome. Well, but. Kumbaya, as you thought, or do you, it's, it's a good workout? <laughs> um, some of it's, look, it's definitely a good workout. I, I, I love the actual physical um, workout um, part of it. The, the fact that you're actually moving your body in all ways, um, mm. opposed to these regimented sort of strict um, movements that people in the gym would typically do, or people you know driving their car to work, sitting down at the office and sitting in a prone position you know, in a position all day um, and then going home laying down in bed and there's really not much um, change in your, your whole body movement but actually going to uh, yoga and you're moving it in all these in every which way possible um, uh, and it, yeah it's quite it is really quite demanding um, I, uh, I find it um, yeah quite a challenge but it's it's uh, it's um, it's really really nice um, but I think one of the first well, the first class um, that Joanne and I went to, I think it was a yoga nidra class. Um, and <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. we just kind of got told to lay on the ground and uh, chill out for like an hour or something. And, and I was like, this is really cool. <laughs> I, <laughs> I thought this is fantastic. Lie down, think about nothing and just chill out for a bit. Um, so 
So here's a little fact for you, because I know I can tell you the research type person. Yoga was actually put in place, only men did yoga when it originated. And it's only been in the last couple of hundred years that um, women have even jumped on board that. So I think it's really funny that, you know, it's it's quite dominant now with women. And yeah. slowly, slowly, men, I think, are finding a, a way back to, to the, the bliss of it all. Mm. Mm. No, it's, re- and, it's and really nice. It's so nice to actually see um, men in a yoga class. Like it's, it's there's this, this stigma, I guess, of, oh, no, it's quite feminine and, you know, it's fluid and movement. But, um, yeah, it is. It's a strong workout. And I think that, um, yeah, it's like as uh, I'm sure women are like, oh, my God, like it makes him so much cuter because he does yoga. Like I know it certainly was the case for me when I was single and in, in my yoga classes. I was like, oh, my God, he does yoga. He must be so conscious. Like, <laughs> so I, I laugh and I hope you don't mind me going here, Ross, but I always say to Ross, like, make eye contact with the chicks in the class. They'll be checking you out for sure. Like, you know, a man that does yoga. Ooh, no, you know? Uh, let's take it back to Singapore. <laughs> I believe that I uh, had, we, we had a, I had a fella back then that I dated and met in a yoga studio. So it does happen. You did his name, wasn't it? We called him Yoga Matt, didn't Yoga we? Yoga Matt, that's what he was saying <laughs> on my phone as, as well. So, yep, yep. I've dated a few guys. I went to those yoga classes, Ross, is, is what we're saying. <laughs> that's it. Get, get yourself out there. Yeah, and that's a little plug for Ross. Uh, he is single, just saying, ladies, you know. Oh, I hope we're not embarrassing you now. I told you I'm like your sister. Like, oh, get around him. <laughs> no, well, I don't know. Really I, 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 think, I think for me, like, the, like, I don't think, I think it becomes, I don't think I could do that in like, to be honest, in, in, a, in a yoga class, particularly because I think like, like when I go there, I'm so, um, I, don't, I don't like the religious um, sound of it, but it's like a sacred space um, in that, in that, you know, I'm going there to do, to do for, for a, a very specific purpose. And um, yeah, it would, I mean, I could, maybe if they met me outside, I mean, just saying. <laughs> yeah that's right that's right a conscious man we love this um I, i'm trying to think you know there's so many other questions that i have for you um just being mindful of time going back to something you talked about and, and you can tell me no and that's okay that's it's a space to be vulnerable you talked about a significant change in your life in 2015 and how you said you would have coped with it a little bit differently um I guess, what have you learnt from that experience? Like what would have been a nice thing to be able to focus on back then in order to get you through, I guess, the dark parts of that a little bit more successfully? Does that question make sense? I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Um, I, look, I, I, so in 2015, I, um, I had a string of things that, that changed. Um, I uh, broke up with a girlfriend. Um, I think I got back with her as well, um, which is, you know, it's quite, tumultuous in that sense um i had my identity stolen um and i uh, was asked to find a new job um uh, from whilst working for a company i'd been with for um seven years um we just had a, a, a bit of a um a clash of opinions on on certain things and so um i had to change to a to a new job um so i got a new job which i thought was great but turned out it was had a really really toxic um culture to it so i was going to work hating 
hating going to work every day um, and not sure what was going on with my relationship and at the same time having um, uh, my identity stolen and, and just basically freaking out a bit on that. Um, so when, um, when all that was happening, I think um, I definitely didn't give it enough. Um, uh, I didn't, didn't allow it to carry enough weight um, emotionally with me. Um, I sort of put it aside as, you know, this is, this is something that's going on. Um, I can fix this. I'm very good at these sort of things. Um, and so for the next, I think it was the next two years, I had a fight with a um, financial institution about um, some privacy issues and I've become quite obsessive about it. Um, I think there was somewhere like a hundred emails, um, emails, you know, two, 3000 word emails, um, letters, a lot of legal uh, legal discussions um, and like I really uh, focused on that a lot um, and I let that take up a lot of my um, mental space um, and it was like it was, it was obsession it was actually actually an obsession um, and so during that time obviously I wasn't um, looking after myself in any in taking any deliberate time to um to look after myself mentally um, and physically as well. I sort of, that sort of dropped off as well. Um, and I, during that time, I guess, definitely prior to this, but during this time, I, I definitely built up, um, I became quite anxious. Um, and uh, I, yeah, I get basically developed an anxiety disorder. Um, and during that I suppose not until I suppose the start of 2018 did I actually realize how much that had that period of time it had actually affected me. And so I'd actually gave it its, um, its uh, credence to, to how, how big of an impact it was on me and um, respected uh, what had gone, what had gone on. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, um, it was a bit of a crazy time. I think if I had it, if I had have had these tools that I have today, I probably wouldn't have, um, well, I definitely would have been um, as obsessive about that, that um, um, uh, sort of fighting against the, um, the uh, identity theft issues. Um, I definitely wouldn't have been catastrophizing as much as, um, as I was. Um, there was, you know, it's a double-edged sword, the, the, the upside to me um, being catastrophizing and, and treating it so, um, so uh, voraciously just attacking them, you know, everything that they were doing, um, I was able to basically nip it in the butt after, you know, basically two years, um, where a lot of, whereas a lot of people have their identity stolen and they deal with it for 10, 15 years uh, later. So, yeah, I think um, I would have been in a better place. I would have been left lashing out less um, and able to be better to the people around me um, during that time. Oh, how great. We always talk about, Joanne, about people finding the path when they find the path, right? Mm -hmm. And what I love what I'm hearing is you've got these tools and it never stops there. You keep evolving with tools that you use mm. and you do what's best at the time with what you've got. So um, how great that you can acknowledge that. And if you don't mind me asking, just from a male perspective, you know, how did you go dealing even now with, with your emotions? So you, you mentioned that, that maybe you weren't dealing with them then. Like when things come up now for you, what are you doing? Because often men have a persona, especially in our 
Western culture. And in particular, I've noticed in Australia, having moved back, you know, we've got this real she'll be right. Like, and men have this exterior of they've got it all together. Is that true? <laughs> no, but... <laughs> Um, I think, yeah, I look, I think there are a lot of guys out there and, and that are exactly like that. And to be honest, like prior, like I, I could definitely put on a mask like that, um, you know, a few years ago and even going through 2015, I, I probably was saying, no, it's like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll, we'll just do this or do that. Um, but, uh, yeah, obviously inside I wasn't, um, wasn't managing things very well. Um, but now I think today I, I, well, look, I, I do, um, I embrace the, uh, the, uh, the, the power of um, vulnerability, I suppose, in, with, um, what was that, that book? It's with Hugh Van Heilenberg. Resilience Project. Resilient Project, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, I read, I listened to that book on, um, on Audible again. So I listened to a lot of Audible stuff. Um, and I thought, found that to be really, really cool because he is, like a lot of the stories he was talking about, um, and particularly the, um, uh, the, the football and the sporting stars and, and the cricketers and things like that, and, and him talking to them and them being... Um, being able to be that big, strong male jock, footballer, um, masculine guy, but also being able to say, "Yeah, hey, look, you know, things aren't going so well, or, or um, I'm in a dark place, or I need some help, or whatever." Um, so it was. I, I sort of was able to listen to that, look look upon it, and go, yeah, "Okay, I do want to be a person like that. I want to be a person that's a strong person, a strong masculine figure." Um, that is that promotes um, open, uh, vulnerable discussions about emotions, and so I've I've been trying to propagate that amongst my my friend groups. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been interesting. Yeah, mm, so proud, so proud. It's so nice. Like I'm just sitting here, like oh, I've got such a good friend. He's so good. Like it's just your openness, like that. I don't know. There's not many men that could sit on a podcast and say, I'm, I'm okay to be vulnerable and share what you've just shared. I just think you're extraordinary. I think it's awesome. And I'm, I'm just so, so proud of you and don't know what to say. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I suppose I've always been a little bit avant-garde with um, my approach to things. Um, uh, I think it was grade three that I decided <laughs> I'm already laughing. I know this story. Um, uh, I think it was grade three. I think Garnier Fructus had just come out uh, with fruit infusions, and um, and so what's better than fruit infusions for your hair? Fruit. Um, so I may have walked around the schoolyard rubbing a half-eaten apple into my hair. <laughs> promoting the uh, benefits of fruit for hair to my wow. yeah yeah my peers and my teachers yeah 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 that, that, and welcome to Ross everyone yeah, uh, uh, yeah I'm there glad you all got an opportunity that. to meet him at, yeah yeah that science yeah, yeah. fact yeah. yeah oh I love it I've had an absolute ball how great I'm I'm looking at the time and I'm just thinking like we could keep talking for another hour like you know, maybe you can come back for another episode Ross what do you think yeah, sure. 
Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I just want to say thank you again for being so um, keen to join us. Um, I know it's not an easy thing and I've been talking about uh, Strip It Back for a little while with you and uh, thrilled to have you on as our very first male guest. And um, I am so certain that people will get a hell of a lot out of what you shared today. So from my heart to yours, thank you very, very much. Good. I'm glad. That's, that's really nice. Thank you. I'm glad that we've got a uh, scientist following now on Strip It Back. Look, we can get, get, get the gang on next time, hey? <laughs> but in true Strip It Back style, we do need to finish with one question asking. And you know, because you listen to our, our show. So what's your little small win for today, Ross? Um, well, I, I had a shave. Um, I had a shave and did my hair. I put a shirt on as well with buttons. Um, hey, that was, look at that. that. i got to say, you dressed up more than me today. I, 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 I just <laughs> rolled on in and I'm like, podcast time and yeah. <laughs> we had a few drinks last night. So I'm a little bit hungover. So the, the fact that I was able to get on and be somewhat oh. um, legible, is, um, it's, it's a bit of a win as well. Wins. And what about you, Joanne? Um, I have to laugh because I shared a like a, a bit of a, a chat with you guys before we recorded, and I'm just going to say it because that's what I do. My small win is I put bronzer on and I'm wearing a bra, like <laughs> <laughs> like isolation. And I'm actually not wearing tracksuit pants, pajama pants, or leggings at the moment. I've got jeans on. Oh, so, yeah. Great. I, I, I went out. I went out a little bit today, like and ooh, you know, I dressed up. So. Um, yeah, that's my small win. Like, I think it was quite similar to Louise's episode where I was like, I'm wearing makeup and I feel beautiful. Yes, yes. <laughs> and what about you, Renee? What's your small win for today? Uh, I was on a beautiful call this morning with a soul sister and just, you know, felt recharged. I'm thankful that we can do that. And that was my little win this morning. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. Very, very special. It's a simple things at the moment. I think that's that's what strip it back's all about strip it all back and appreciate what's uh going on in the present and enjoying it for what it is mm. yeah. right beautiful thanks again ross for being an awesome guest and uh for those of you listening please uh be sure to fill us in with some of your feedback or questions and uh no doubt we'll have you on again at some point ross i'm sure no it was an absolute pleasure thank you great until next time everyone bye for now Thank you for tuning in to Strip It Back. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we'd really appreciate it if you could kindly leave us a review. 